Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time of fellowship. We thank you for the word that will go forth. I ask you to empty me out and pour your spirit inside of me. Lord God, may these words that are coming from these lips of clay be pleasing to your ears. And I pray, Lord God, that they will bless someone in the house today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. It is Sunday morning. Well, yeah, still Sunday morning. Still Sunday morning. Yeah, it's not afternoon. Typically, we start in the afternoon around this time. We're early today. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I am glad to be in the house of the Lord today. Whew. May was a whirlwind, y'all. Amen. I ain't gonna lie. Amen. Ooh, Lord Jesus, I didn't know if I was coming or going. Amen. And uh, Lord have mercy, I had to pray my way through some storms. Yes, Jesus. But uh, we came out on the other side. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. June is a new month. Amen. It's a new month to hope for new things, better things, Amen. brighter things, clearer things. And so I hope that uh, you will jump on board with me and join me in the sunshine band. Amen. How about that? I want to see more smiles in this place. I want to see more get up about yourself. I want you to be skipping in church. Amen. I want you to get your shout on and get your run on. All right. <laughs> I know that might be challenging for some people. I know it was challenging for me when I took my first run in church. I was shocked. <laughs> But I want us to be able to enjoy life. You know, God has given us this life. And sometimes it doesn't always go the way we want it to. And sometimes it doesn't always go well. But nonetheless, it all works for our good. And we just have to keep that in mind. As I keep it in mind, I hope you keep that in mind as well. So let's go to the Word of God today. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And we're going to read verse 3 through 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 through 5. And I'm going to read the KJV, but I'm also going to reference the NIV as well. The KJV gives it a better, uh, it gives it more power uh, based on my message for today. And it reads, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Let me be seated in his presence. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And we demolish those arguments in every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Today we're going to talk about head games. Head 
games. Whatever happens in our lives, we cannot afford to lose our heads. Amen. <laughs> and that was a note to self. <laughs> the devil will twist your thoughts and have God's people thinking that he is winning and he very well may be if we keep trying to win the battle inside our minds. Amen. Joyce Myers wrote a book about the battlefield is in the mind. And in it, she talks about how the mind is the devil's playground. And she writes, through careful strategy and cunning deceit, Satan attempts to set up strongholds in our minds. And these strongholds are areas in which we are held in bondage, in like a prison. We're in the prison of our own minds sometimes. And it's due to the certain way we think. For Christians, the battle is already won. Jesus is the captain of our salvation, and he's already defeated all of those Goliaths in our lives. So whenever we face that giant, we already know that we have the power to defeat it, just like David. And we can live this victorious life because of the cross. And this is something that I have to remind myself sometimes when I'm faced with these heavy battles. So no matter what we go through, we will always be victorious. Amen. And it's time we start living that victorious life. If you want to win souls for Christ, then we can't walk around with a defeatist attitude. Amen. If we are faced with non-Christians and they see our countenance is always low and we're always complaining and griping about life, then why would they want to know our Christ? In our text today, Paul is indicating that the enemy invades our minds, Amen. our imaginations. Amen. What are we thinking about? Sometimes we overthink stuff. All right. And I have a tendency to over, just overthink it until I have thought it out of my head. And at 55, I'm still learning not to overthink stuff. It's not always what it seems like. It's not always as it appears. It's in your head. So get out of your head and allow the Lord to, to touch you in ways to manifest those things that you want or desire. Even the, the things that we fear, mm -hmm. sometimes they are a mirage. It's just in our imagination. Yes. So we have to not allow those things to exalt themselves above who we know God is for us. We have to allow God to arrest our thoughts. And we have to stay in this word so that our thoughts don't get so far out on a limb until we're just about ready to fall off and break. And the enemy wants us to believe that we don't have the strength and the power to overcome those thoughts. We do. Amen. And some people say we can't control our thoughts. We can. Yes, yes. Either the good or the bad thoughts. And we know that if you think about something too long, it becomes an action. And then it becomes a habit. So I want good thoughts coming through and running through my head. Because good thoughts bring on good habits. 
thoughts that bring on those bad habits that gets us into trouble every single time. So we can't allow the devil to put these things in our heads because he sure will if we're not careful. Even our emotions. And Paul uses this phrase, casting down imaginations, and these imaginations can mean arguments, reasoning, convictions, opinions. These satanic thoughts and attitudes are designed to affect our minds and then our behavior. See, Satan did this to Eve in the Garden of Eden. Surely you won't die if you eat that apple. It's funny how sometimes when people tell us we can't have something, that's the very thing we go after. <laughs> so the enemy planted it in Eve's head. Surely you won't die. Go ahead and eat of that fruit. That forbidden fruit that God told you not to. Go ahead, you won't die. So Eve put it, so the devil put it in Eve's head that. You're right, I probably won't die if I eat of this forbidden fruit. I'll just come into the knowledge of good and evil, like God does. Like God knows. Like God sees. So I'll be like a God if I eat of this forbidden fruit. So the enemy will have you doing stuff that God has told you not to do. And sometimes grace will make us do stuff that we know we're going to be forgiven for. But we have to realize that we will be chastised for that if we do it. So we can't let our thoughts, our bad thoughts become bad actions and become bad habits. So we have to change the way we think. So we can't let the enemy play head games with us. And these wrong reasonings are the key to understanding what Satan does. He's trying to accomplish those things in us that God has already accomplished. He's trying to get us to turn our backs on God and not believe God for what he's already said, for what he's already done. And if we allow the enemy to get in our heads, that's exactly what he'll do. And he'll have a field day. Those thoughts that invade our minds, those wicked thoughts, they come from the devil, who is subtle and deceitful. He is an evil spiritual leader. He is a spirit. He only has the power that God gives him, though. But nonetheless, he's still a spirit. And we have to be careful not to listen to those spirits that looking for the wrong guy, Jesus kind of spirit, that spirit that don't make any sense, that you know that it's not.
You have to continue to trust the Lord. Strongholds are being loosed. Mountains are being moved. No more head games from the enemy. We can't let him into our thought life. He's already been defeated. And there's nothing he can do without God's permission. So whatever your Goliath is, slay it with the word of God. 